Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. This is Jared Jewett. And this week we're going to talk about something I'm not really very good at at all. Yeah, this week we're going to talk about processes, and and these are my all-time favorite. Okay, see, I kind of approach the world like, of course people are going to know what to do next. I mean, it's pretty common sense, right? Uh, No, not really, right? Because... A, most of us are not mind readers. You know, we're going to have to work on that. Right? And, <laughs> and B, a lot of us, especially those of us who step into new positions, you know, might not at all be aware of what the processes are. And this is something in today's podcast really comes out of, I think, some growing pains that we're having here at Roundpeg. We have some basic systems in place and some processes that I created that have worked for a really long time when I could teach the next person how they worked. But now we don't have two or three people, we're at seven people. Very often, I'm not the person training the new people. And it's been so interesting stepping into this role and really seeing that play out, right? Because our team has is so or is so much more expansive now than it was before. You know, I know for you it made a ton of sense when there were two or three of you. You know, you could really work through projects together and figure out what was going on. But as we delegate more and more tasks uh, uh, to more and more people with very specialized talents, uh, that that kind of holistic view of those processes uh, breaks down a little bit. So. One of the things that we're doing is we're really starting to document everything that we do from um, how does a blog post get written, reviewed, posted, get pictures added to, you know, how do we approach networking to guidelines and processes for social media. And it's a challenging experience um, because you suddenly have to step back and go, well, if I was going to hand this to someone who had no idea... What do they need to know? I think it was really beneficial for us to kind of take that step back and really uh, look around and hone in on maybe one of the things that was one of our more simpler processes, which was the fact that we post a blog every single day. And, you know, I was responsible for writing that process, and it was really interesting because I put it together, showed it to the group, and... I thought it was a pretty simple process, and I was surprised by how many questions and how many people said, well, what happens if we do this, or what happens when this happens? And you say, Rebecca's going to edit it, but what if she's not here? And so I have to have my blog post written on what day? And going through that process really made us do two things. One, we found out where the system was breaking down. We identified things that weren't getting done and where there were holes, and I think we got a chance to fix that, and now we've got some standard procedures in place. And it's been a great process. It's been, you know, what we were talking about as an iterative process, right? So we made those initial changes, did some brainstorming, figured out, you know, even after those changes, what still wasn't working, and and worked to refine that process. And I think any good process uh, is constantly being refined. I don't think you ever get it right. Now, I think you get, you get closer, mm-hmm. but the, the real trick for us was once we figured out how we were going to do this, writing it in a way that if I wasn't here and I handed that page to someone, they could read it and very quickly know, oh, I'm supposed to do this. And I think that's important for us to talk about that that really is the trademark of a good process. 
uh, is if you can take that, right, and then hand it to an employee that maybe actually doesn't even have a hand in that process and see if they get it, see if they understand the things you've written, uh, then, then you're on the right track. Um, Anne is currently writing our social media process. And she said that when she started it, she thought it was going to be easy. And she's realizing as she's putting the pieces together that if you've never been on Twitter and you read this, it's got to be very comprehensive. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and that's one of the things that's interesting is that these processes break down to being, you know, technical writing. Uh, and for us, you know, that's been great because, you know, we're writers, right? We're writers and designers. And it's been cool to apply those skills uh, to, to really kind of uh, write these processes in a way that anyone can understand them. So you did the one on um, kind of our networking and how we pick events and how we schedule and who goes to what. What was uh, the, some of the challenges as you did that? Yeah, well, I think the most challenging thing was that the process was nebulous, right? So with the blog process, we knew, well, we, we had kind of the routine of the things that we did, and it was much easier to identify each step of the process. But for networking, it was basically, oh, make sure you get out there, right? And that was the baseline. That was where I started. It's like, okay, well, there, you know, I had to then go out and figure out how many events are there, you know, in the community, in, in our industry, uh, maybe in, in industries outside of what we do, what, uh, why should we go to them, uh, how much is it going to cost, um, and, and how many of these events do people actually need to go to, well, you know, what actually makes sense, um, and just figuring all of those out, again, using that iterative process. Um, it was a challenge, but it was a ton of fun. And um, I think, you know, where we are now is um, we're going to be a lot more selective about what we do and when we go places, but I think every employee now has clear guidelines where they can evaluate when an opportunity comes up and say, yeah, this is or isn't going to be a good fit for me. And it's interesting because within that process, right, I think the, the way that you write these so that people actually adopt them is that you do the work for them up front, right? So one of the things that, that I've done in creating this networking strategy um, is written, you know, some follow-up emails that people can use. They go out to a networking event, they get a couple business cards, instead of them saying, oh my goodness, what do I do with these business cards? I have to go through and categorize and write follow-up emails. I just put a place in there where they can basically copy and paste and do a little bit of, of tweaking um, and send those follow-up emails right away. So, it's, so there's not um, that, that dread. And I think that's the key with a lot of processes is giving people examples, um, showing them how it can be done, and then, you know, giving them some freedom to personalize it. Um, But I think it's really kind of been an interesting process for us deciding, as we're looking at all the different things that we do, what can we systemize? What can we put on autopilot? What requires that personalization? And um, you know, part of this process was, was starting to use a tool called Insightly, which allowed us to take some of our processes and create reminders and reoccurring tasks and standard programs. Yeah, and, and that really has been you know, kind of a blessing for us going through and figuring out um, which of those tasks within a process actually need to be you know, uh, physically assigned to someone. So they can go into their inbox, you know, let's say you start a project on Monday, they need something done by Wednesday by somebody else that's not you, right? You can go into uh, this sort of management system and assign that task and hopefully the person sees it and finishes that task on Wednesday. 
the other thing that we found that has been hugely beneficial is not just the ability to assign individual tasks, but for things that reoccur. In our web design process, we do the same 25 steps. When it's time to roll out our next round of seminars, we do those same 15 or 20 steps. So now, what we can do is um, have those as a standard set of tasks, and every time we start a web process, flip a switch, and all the reminders and all the notes, because we've thought through the process, go to the right people and get on the right calendars. It just makes it so you never have to play catch-up. And that's a pretty darn good feeling because being frantic about the things that you have to get done leads to uh, very sub-quality work, uh, some very sub-standard work. Um, And a process is really, really just improve uh, the quality of things that you're producing. The other thing, as a business owner, um, when the company was just three people, I knew what everybody was doing. There are seven of us now. There are a lot of conversations that go on with clients that I'm not really a part of. And I should not be. I have hired talented professional people to do their job. But there are things that I know should be happening. And maybe someone new in a role doesn't know they're supposed to run a report on a certain day, set up meeting, set a follow-up meeting, schedule an appointment, and suddenly Three weeks later, I'm like, hey, by the way, did you do this? And the person may not even know they were supposed to do it. So particularly as organizations grow, as you have new people stepping into existing roles, you can't expect to remember to tell them everything on day one. And these standard processes kind of help you do that. I think you hit on an interesting point there too, right? Because even if you have new people stepping into new roles, one of the things that they should be responsible for is creating these new processes. Absolutely, and I think there's really no better way to learn a job than to do this this process, to go through and figure out these are all the things I do, and then talk with your employee, talk with your manager, and get agreement that, yeah, this is what you're supposed to be doing. A lot of times I think, um, and I saw this in my corporate days too, people spent a lot of time doing things that really didn't add value, that weren't core to the final objective. They just kind of crept into the process and nobody looked at it and said, we don't need to do that anymore. And I saw that all the time in corporate too. Um, And it's interesting because if you do have that documented process, and then someone from some, you know, some other area tries to steal your person, right? Or someone tries to convince uh, some person that you need to be doing a process for you, that they need to be doing a process for them. You can very clearly bring that out and say, look, I've got this person doing this. And nowhere in your process does it say that they should be doing that for mm-hmm. you. And, and you, you, it's a much easier way to manage your resources. Absolutely. Which kind of brings us to the conversation that we were having right before we decided to record this, which is... At what point do you bring your customers into your process? Mm -hmm. So I I think we're sort of in agreement that that on the forefront, you need to make sure your internal processes are very strong, or at least uh, you've gotten them to where you can get them, and then you start looking at your products, right? You start looking at the processes that you go through to, to ensure the highest quality of products and service for your customers. And usually where you find holes in those processes are where your internal structure is lacking. 
Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the conversation we're having, we're having a lot of conversations right now about our web design process. Um, I really like the final products we're putting out there. I think we, we've got beautiful websites, but sometimes by the time they launch, I can no longer see the beauty because I'm so frustrated with how long it took to get there and all the bumps in the road. And so as we are going through and fixing up kind of what we do to, to manage our house, we're really looking at what the process is for our web design and where do our customers need to get engaged? Where do we need to be having conversations? Where do they need to be bringing information to the table? And really mapping out a process for them that says, hey, this is where you need to play, and we either have it or we don't. Yeah, a, a good client process lets you be transparent right up front. Right, you say this is what we do, you know, with everybody. We're gonna make sure it's customized to meet your needs, but you need to know that we've done things A, B, C, and D, and we don't have E and F from you. And particularly on creative projects, web designs, brochures, the client input becomes really, really important. And not having clarity uh, is really creates issues where the product doesn't get delivered or isn't what they want and there's a lot of confusion. So um, we're, we're going through both internal and external. I think the, the best thing I can say is we, we did a little bit of revision on some of our content clients. Um, Anne is happier than she's ever been <laughs> yeah. because the pieces, she knows what she's supposed to be doing when. Our client knows what's coming when they have to get approvals to us. And the accounts that we have on the new process, they just roll. They just, it all moves. So I don't like process. Um, I don't mind creating processes. I'm really bad at following them. But I think um, some of the results that we're seeing is making a believer, even out of somebody who flies by the seat of her pants as much as I do. And, and you really can't be happier, you know, with those results. You just can't argue with them, right? Oh, I can argue with them. Oh, sure. <laughs> if you've enjoyed today's program in which Jared gets to be right, <laughs> be sure to uh, check our blog at roundpeg.biz slash blog and look for posts by Jared on a wide range of topics. And be sure to come back next week. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.